Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Morale Booster with John Ugulu. And today I have a very interesting guest. Uh, she is a CEO. Her name is Kenyatta Turner. So, Kenyatta, thank you for joining me on the program. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being or letting me be here. This is awesome. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure. Okay, so ten, uh, Kenyatta, please tell us who you are and what you do. Fantastic. So uh, my name is Kenyatta Turner and I'm a behavioral superpowers coach. Uh, my business is called Freedom Empire Consulting, where I coach, I influence, and I protect. So what that means really is I'm a behavioral superpower coach and I help decode human behavior and optimize performance using validated behavioral insights, which I love that part of my business. There's 10 behavioral um, superpowers actually, John, and one of them is an influencer and that's mine. So that's the influence piece of my business. Um, I'm a speaker, a trainer, a motivational educator. I've always been a teacher, love being in front of the room and helping impact people's lives uh, basically through influence. And the last one is protect. Okay. I am a legal shield associate, and that's okay. what I've been doing for about six years. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. So you've got a handful, and basically, what you do, <laughs> and what you do is to put smiles on faces. What you do is to oh. help people achieve Absolutely. their goals, and yes. uh, you know, we rise by lifting others. Yes, that's exactly Learn what I do. I, I'm, well. I'm born to do that. I'm born to do that. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's absolutely wonderful. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that uh, brief uh, mm -hmm. introduction. It was awesome. Um, Kenyatta, could you please tell us how you made up your mind? What made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Mm. Well, it's an interesting story, but when I was um, about to turn 39, I was reflecting on the fact that my father had passed away at 39. So when Sorry I was 16, that. yeah, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I was 16 when he passed and to a 16 year old, 39 seems old. Okay. Yeah. To a 16 year old. But as I was getting closer to the age of 39, I was realizing how young that actually was. Right. <laughs> so I had a, a, an epiphany really of thinking about what would my father had done if he had had more time? Cause I felt like I had, the, my whole lifetime ahead of me, right? right. I felt like a, a kid at 39, really, it's really young. But to, 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 to leave this earth at that age, it really just had me thinking about if he had had more time, what would he have done? Right. You know, was he living his best life? Was he, had he done all he was capable of? Was he even happy? And I couldn't answer the questions, obviously, for him, so I turned them on myself and ask myself those same questions. And I realized the answers I wasn't really sure of. There were some I wasn't certain of, and I thought I was. I'd worked in you know, corporations at colleges for 20 years, building an amazing career, helping other people build their empires. And I realized I wasn't sure what the next 20 years of my life was gonna look like, but I didn't wanna squander it. So I told myself, if I live longer than him, then every single day, every single hour, I will, do the best that I can to live my best life and help others live theirs. And that was six years ago. Oh, so okay. here I am. That's why I started my business. I, I quit my job and I left to pursue a, a life of entrepreneurialism. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I had more to offer. Okay. And I had to go figure it out. So that's a great one. You know, um, a lot of people find it difficult to chase their dreams. Yes. Probably because of so many limiting beliefs, which we know are real. 
limiting yes. beliefs in life are real. And uh, mm -hmm. I've come to realize that if you cannot identify and eliminate those limiting beliefs, it's always difficult to move from one level to the other. Mm -hmm. So you said something about leaving your job, but probably yes. you had some form of security, right? I guess you had some Shoot. form of security. because Some form, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, A little bit. <laughs> yeah, because the, the bills don't joke. Yes. And, and the, doing it the way I did it, I probably wouldn't recommend it. I would have a better plan if I could do it over again. <laughs> um, but I also was at a point where I knew something had to change and right. I was prepared to do whatever it took to make that change happen. Right. So yeah, I had a little bit of security, but it wasn't a lot, quite honestly. And, you know, financial education is important. I wish I'd had more financial education. I probably would have made decisions differently. But when I was in a position where I was so compelled and drawn and had this burning desire, there was nothing that would have stopped me. I would have just lived in my car if I had to. And I came close, by the way. <laughs> but it was something stronger was driving me than probably what logical decisions might have <laughs> helped exactly. me make. Exactly. That, that's the passion. First of all, when that... When that passion is there, when you have the flair, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's always, you always have that burning desire to go after the yes. dream. But I, yes. I always want to tell people that, but do, especially those people who are currently listening to me right now, I want you to understand that when you have that strong feeling that you need to go after mm -hmm. your dream, please remember that the bills still don't joke. So yeah. you should always have a form of security before you take that leap. Otherwise, when you abandon what brings in the paycheck and you go after those entrepreneurial dreams, mm -hmm. you will still end up abandoning those dreams because when the bills start coming up, the reality yep. of life will set in. So yes. when that desire is there, think, make sure that thing that brings a paycheck is still on the side. Right. Have yeah. a plan. <laughs> I have a plan. That's correct. That's a good one. So, uh, what motivated you to become a coach, a teacher, or mm. a speaker? Well, yeah, absolutely. So, having worked in colleges for twenty plus years, I was already a coach. I, I was running colleges. I wasn't always teaching, so I was running the admissions office, career services, student services. I was leading the school. So, right. I any anyone I hired, I would always sit down with them and say, "Hey." My job is to develop you personally and professionally right. and whether you like it or not. So, so even though they might've just been working in my coffee shop at my school, I felt like I had a responsibility to them to help them grow and develop and move beyond the coffee shop and move right. on to whatever they're doing. Or if they're coming to my school, it was always about growth and development. So that's how I've always approached everything. Um, you know, being that influencer, that's my natural behavioral style. So I've always been that way. But it was really after I left that industry and I started working with Legal Shield and I built a team with that company and I was coaching and training and doing that anyway. I went back and I started teaching out of college. I started teaching personal development uh, to people getting their GEDs. And so it was always something I was doing, but it really was about maybe a year and a half ago, a little bit more than that, when I really realized, wait a minute. Legal Shield, I thought, was initially my vehicle right. to build my empire. But now I realize 
I have, it's a wheel on my vehicle and I have like an 18 wheeler. <laughs> so there's many things that I do yeah. that just made sense to build my own coaching practice around because I was already doing it in many unofficial ways. I was doing it as a teacher. I had done it as a, you know, a leader and an executive leader in post-secondary education. Right. But I really realized that I had something more to offer and the behavioral component that just fascinated me when I realized I could help people understand their behaviors because that's where it all begins. Right. Then I could help coach them in any area of their life once they understood and had their own self-awareness. So that's what, that's what drew me to that. It just, it made sense. It made sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, right now we cannot overemphasize the importance of coaching, even at a very early age, because you see the schools do not teach, you know, those yeah. basic, things that you would need to survive after yeah. school, after college. So it's yeah. very important. What do you think about, you know, having more coaching programs in mm. schools? In schools? Oh, well, it's funny you should ask <laughs> because me and some business partners of our, of mine are starting, uh, basically we're starting with young people and starting a charter school. Right. Um, it'll be called Dream uh, Dream Smart Life Prep Academy. It'll be here in Phoenix, Arizona. And it'll be a behaviorally based school where we will be teaching students those life skills that they need because, right. you know, at a college level, sure, right? But we really believe and know that part of it is starting with young people. Exactly. And teaching these types of concepts to them, making sure they have self-awareness right. because ultimately we know child or adult, everybody wants to fit in, but everybody wants to be unique. Exactly. And so if we can show them who they are at their core level at a young age, which we can, by the way, with this, with this behavioral science, right. then we can help them learn and grow to walk in their greatness and coach them through school, not teach them, right? Because teaching needs to be more of a facilitation these days. Kids can come to school having looked up everything they need online. So right. it's really about facilitating learning with them and then coaching them through life situations as they're happening and teach them to have understanding of other people so they can manage the differences and not judge and prejudge each other because someone looks different, speaks different, learns different, plays different. You know, right. those are things that we know at a core level, education is really where it begins and um, we will make an impact in that area with um, the work that we're doing. Oh, that's a great one. So keep doing what you're doing. You know, I love yes. everything you. you just talked about right now because I have a similar passion. You know, I have a, a nonprofit organization mm. that provides mentoring and coaching programs for children between the ages of 8 to 22 because, you know, that's the oh, I love it. Age, you know, mm -hmm. that's when yes. you need to really teach them what they need to know. Yes. That's the age you need to steer them towards being that good person you want every individual to be. Yeah, I love, I love that mission you are focusing on. Yeah, and I'm glad I just found that out about you. We need to talk. <laughs> yes, that's it, that's it. I have a nonprofit organization. It's called the John Ugulu Foundation. And uh, that's our mission. That's what we intend to do for the rest of our existence. Love it. So thank, you, thank you for sharing that with me. Yes. Uh, what challenges have you faced or rather, what challenges did you face trying to transition from um, your nine to five or being an employee <laughs> to becoming an entrepreneur? I know there are so many. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about two. One challenge was 
um, especially when I first joined Legal Shield because I was building a team. So I recruit and I have a team of people who do what I do and I coach and train them. I'm a field trainer. But in Legal Shield, you know, we're all independent associates. So no one works for anybody, right? We're all independent. I love that, but that's very different. It was a different transition of learning from going from having employees, which, you know, I could kind of set the stage tell them what they needed to do, guide them, coach them. They kind of have to be accountable. You know, they have to hold themselves accountable to meeting the goals and the, the, the things that we're trying to accomplish as an organization. And, you know, there's rewards and sometimes consequences for what they do or don't do. Well, with, you know, a business like uh, what I have with Legal Shield, where we're all independent associates. We can work our businesses as we want. Sometimes we call it the volunteer army meaning that no one has to do it. <laughs> so they're all business owners. So learning to work with, from going with working with employees to working with business owners, that's a transition. And that's something I'm still learning. It's because everybody's different, right? right. I, I don't think you stop learning how to work with that because you're dealing with people. So there's always uncertainties and always changes and everybody looks at you know, their businesses differently. So you really just have to learn to be there to support people and how they want to grow their business. So that's the one thing that was a challenge and sometimes still is. The next thing is learning to be, to boss myself, right? People will leave a job and say, I wanna be my own boss, but then they don't wanna boss themselves. Right. So I'm also my employee and I am my boss. And sometimes I'm a good boss and sometimes I'm not a good boss. <laughs> sometimes I'm a good employee. Sometimes I should be fired. So <laughs> I'm all of the above. So learning to, you know, have the excitement of making all the decisions also comes with the daunting task of making all of the decisions. So that's a challenge, you know, learning to boss myself daily. That is a challenge. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's, that's a challenge for everybody because, you know, in life, we keep learning on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one can only stop learning when the person is in the grave. Right. Uh, that's it. That's a good one. I like that. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, with regards to the paradigm shift due to the pandemic, mm. how do you see coaching, teaching, and, you know, entrepreneurship in the next yeah. five years? That's a great question. Um, well, we won't, I don't believe we'll even really have a good understanding of um, how this pandemic has affected our society and humanity in four or five, about five years, because there's so many residual um, factors that will happen that we've not even yet experienced. Right. It's only been a couple of months. <laughs> and it feels like for some years we've been dealing with this, but it's really just been since the spring, <laughs> at least in the United States, really, right, where it started affecting us. So there's so many residual effects from people's psych psyche that yet to have come. And But what's happened for me specifically during the pandemic is that... Um, my business has grown in a couple of different ways from a coaching perspective, because people are looking for ways to have an awareness of right. what's going on with them, their families, their organizations. Um, people, we know that behavior can be derailed and performance more specifically can be derailed with stress, um, uh, uncertainty, uncertainty, um, emotions, right. things that cause people anxiety can right. derail performance. Right. And so right now, everyone has been what I call punched in the mouth, right? Mike Tyson said when he bit off Evander Holyfield's ear, they asked him why. And he said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched <laughs> in the mouth. 
<laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Well, right now, I feel like the world has been punched in the mouth because there's so much stress and anxiety from what has occurred that everyone's behavior is heightened, good or bad, that right. behavior, okay? Yeah. It's everyone's at their, their peak of their instinctual reaction to things That's and true. it may not always serve them. So coaching is a huge thing right now because people need someone to help them kind of put things in perspective, some guidance, a, a sounding board. They want right. awareness. So for me, it's been very a very busy time as we launched this behavioral superpower universe, we call it. But see, here's the thing. We already had a plan. I was already working toward the plan because that's how I work. So right. when this hit in March, I was in, I was in Atlanta specifically for an accredited a training for what I do. So my plan was to come back from Atlanta and launch certain capacities of my business, but okay. I came home to a, a quarantine. So I just buckled down and continued to execute my plan. But the other piece of that, and I think that will affect things in the future is that, and this is maybe an unfortunate thing, but it's fortunate that there's a resource for it, is with Legal Shield. We have been extremely busy because right now so many legal situations are happening because of this pandemic right. um, that that people need to know what their rights are people need to know how to execute their rights people need to understand what's happening with their jobs and their families and schools and um, their businesses all the the legalities around you know testing and people yeah. being able to open businesses and shut down businesses so and with identity theft protection, my gosh, so, you know, the identity thieves right now, pandemic just made them have more places to hide. So right. there's a component of what I do with the protect piece of my business that people need it more than ever. And going forward, that's not going to change. So I've, I've learned that through this process, um, and Napoleon Hill um, has a quote in Outwitting the Devil, and I love it. And he says, with every adversity, there's an equivalent seed of opportunity. Right. And that is how I look at this particular situation because this is life. Life throws you curveballs. Right. <laughs> so how are you going to interpret that information and what are you going to learn and what are you going to do with it? And that will be my advice for anyone thinking about what's going to happen over the next five years is they need to be aware. They need to take inventory and think about how they can serve and help all of humanity in whatever way makes the most sense for them and keep the mental health, you know, together and that comes with awareness exactly um, yeah awareness is key you know and mm -hmm. um yeah it's a good thing you talked about mental health because first of all the pandemic has actually increased the stress level yes and there's so many people out there who have lost a loved one who has yeah. been affected one way or the other probably they've you know lost their businesses they've yeah They've had so many terrible experiences. But right now, coaches need to step up because they need more of our help in the world today than ever yeah. before. And I like that. Just like yes. what Les Brown said, he said, when life knocks you down, try to land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. You can get up, yes. So, <laughs> I love Les Brown. <laughs> yeah, I love him. You know, mm -hmm. So if you're listening to me, right now i want you to understand that this is not the end of the world it is just a phase in life it is a phase in life that will definitely pass the only constant thing in life is change that's right yes so just hope pray and be focused stay focused on your dreams for those people who are currently on the hospital beds right now 
always remember what your dreams are. Have a reason to stay alive. Have a reason to come back to who you were before. And when you have all those things driving you, trust me, you would hardly want to give up the ghost. Stay positive. Be intentional about the things you absorb. That's very important. Stay away from negative stuff. And I assure you of speedy recovery. So thank you for, you know, sharing that with me. Yes. So what advice do you have for people who have lost loved ones, who have lost their businesses and going through mental stress? I know you're not I mean, a that's, that's tough. I, I, and I am not, um, but I'm a, I'm a human. And as a human, I would say that try to remember to have gratitude for the things that you have and the person that you lost and the experiences that you were able to have with them. Yeah. Have gratitude that they were in your life and have gratitude for the memories that you still own. You know, um, if you've been struggling with your business and things that you lost there, I mean, have gratitude for what you were able to create and have gratitude that you're still here and around to have an opportunity to create something else. If right. you're the same, if you've lost your job, have gratitude that you had the job in the first place. You know, think about the memories that were created there and, and then step back and go, okay, that was maybe a chapter. Let's turn the page right. and let's see what else is, what else is I'm going to build? What does my story have for me next? But I think that the more that you can show appreciation and gratitude for the experiences that you have, the easier it is to move forward right. um, through it because you are taking a moment to be present in the moment and you get to control how you feel. So if you can start with gratitude at least every day yeah. and go, you know what, that was a good experience. Or, you know, of course I'm, I'm aching and I'm grieving of the thing that I've lost, yep. but I'm grateful for having had the opportunity to have the experience with that person in the first place. And what did I learn? What did they teach me? Right. You know, and um, I think that's the best, that's what I tell myself and that's what I do myself. So that's all I know how to share. Right. That's, that's a good one. I like that. Now I want to read a quote from um, F Scott, Scott Fitzgerald. It says okay. for what, uh, for what it's worth, it's never too late to be whoever you want to be. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find you are not, I hope you have the strength to start over again. Mm. It's never too late. Love it. No matter what has happened to you, if you're listening to this program right now, no matter what situation you're going through, I want you to know that it's never too late to start all over. Right. Death is not an option. Suicide is not an option. Mm -hmm. Only cowards commit suicide. Mm -hmm. So re strategize and get going. Take action. All right. So thank you. So um back to you, um, Kenyatta. Sure. Um, what are your plans? Where do you see your business in the next five years? Oh geez. Wow. Well, I see us having, you know, a billion people know what their behavioral superpowers are. Absolutely. Everyone needs to Absolutely. know where they fall. There's 10 behavioral superpowers and every one of us is one of them. Even though we are unique, one in four trillion and we have behavioral fingerprints, I want everyone to have an opportunity to take this exercise and know what their behavioral superpower is. So five years, 
a billion people we will have knowing that. Um, my coaching business, you know, I absolutely will um, have other coaches who are certified in the behavioral superpower uh, strategy that we use. We know we can share this information, these behavioral insights to help people optimize their lives in business, careers, their health, everything. So um, I'll have other people who are doing the same thing. You know, underneath our umbrella, our charter school will be off and popping, and we will have multiple schools by that point because this is the one we're starting here in Phoenix will be one, but we also will be offering these services online. The way people are learning are different. We already were an online institution. We just wanted to have a brick and mortar, and right. we still will because people are still going to meet face to face and go to school yeah. again. Um, mm -hmm. But that's not going to be the model best for everyone. So we want to make sure that everyone has access. So I'm really, truly building a freedom empire. So my, my, my empire will have grown and expanded in this behavioral superpower universe. I will still be coaching, influencing, and protecting families and businesses across the world. So five years, that's where I'll be. And I'll have a yacht too. You have I want a yacht. Oh, a you yacht. want a yacht. Oh, yes. yes I want a yacht. Right. And it'll be called, it'll be called the Yatta. Y-A-T-T-A. -T -T -A. Oh, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. You yes. <laughs> You know, Absolutely. you can think of it, it definitely can happen. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Yep. Yeah. So I don't care if you're listening to me right now, I don't care what you think about yourself, but all I know is that you are destined for greatness. Absolutely. So surround yourself with the right people, network with the right people. Although right now it's quite difficult to, you know, attend most of those physical networking events, go online, you know, look for networking events that suit your kind of uh, dreams, your careers, mm -hmm. type of business you want to get into and start networking because it's only a phase. It will pass. Mm -hmm. So um, you have to be prepared because they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I like that. So um, Kenyatta, what would you say to uh, people who have, a passion for entrepreneurship, but they have some fears, some limiting beliefs. You know, let's assume for some women, they feel their kids are still too young. Um, they feel, um, some people think they need all the money in the world to get started. Right. And some people think, you know, some people are just scared of the unknown. Sure. What's your advice to people like that? Who, who, if they want to be an entrepreneur specifically? Yes. If that's what they're thinking about? Okay. Well, I would say that there's um, three things really. And, and the first one has three things within it. So I'll, be, I'll speak quickly about that. Um, first, I talked about it a little bit earlier. What's their burning desire? Right. Like what is the desire? And you have to have some sense of clarity and self-awareness to even really understand what that desire is. So doing the hard work of actually sitting down and writing some things out, asking yourself, like I asked myself some questions that caused me to leave my job because the answers I needed to find the answers to those questions, the ones I couldn't answer. So asking yourself the real hard questions to learn what it is that you truly want. People can make a list really quickly of things they don't want, but it's really hard to make a list of things you do want. And why is because you have to own it. Once you write it down and say, I want that thing. Now, what are you going to do about it? So many people don't even take the time to really do that. 
first. Right. So if you take the time to get the clarity by writing down what it is that you want and how you want to show up in the world and then having the desire that nothing's going to stop you and the self-awareness to know who you are at your core, right. that's the first step. Because you might find through that, that process that being an entrepreneur isn't even for you in the first place. So, because it isn't for everyone, quite honestly. So, so, so that's what I think you need to start with if you're considering it. But then if you get past that point and you're like, I got the desire, I got the clarity, I have the self-awareness, I have an idea, whatever it is, then you need to have faith and believe in yourself and believe that it will be true. Right. And that's straight out of, you know, again, Napoleon Hill's 13 principles, you know, desire, faith, because I know, because I'm a practitioner of that, I've done it. But if I didn't believe that I could make it happen, then that's where all the fear and the doubt and everything creep in because I don't really believe it anyway. Right. So that's going to be a, a challenge. That's number two. And the last one is having the right mindset and then ab absolutely believing in the power of auto-suggestion because like you mentioned earlier about keeping negative thoughts out of your mind and everything like that, the, the mind doesn't know the difference. The mind's just going to do and make you feel what you tell it. So you have to understand the idea of telling the mind the positive things and the affirmations and, and the repetition so that your mind believes these things as well. But then through that belief, your actions will come. Right. So if you have to start with that clarity, the desire and the awareness, and then believe that what you want can happen. Like you said, there's nothing impossible, yeah. but then do the things to mentally train your brain to, uh, to, to, ref uh, to reflect or not reflect, but to um, deflect all of those fears and those doubts and the what ifs, you know, I mean, something as simple as you might say, well, what if I don't have enough money? You could simply change the story and say, what if I do have enough money? Right. That, that simple suggestion is going to change how you feel and think in the moment, which then is going to affect your actions because that's all you can really control. You can't control whether the money's coming or not, but you can't yep. control your thoughts and your actions about it. And that's, that, that's my advice I would have for an entrepreneur who's considering becoming one um, or even one who is one right now. It's a reminder. You already know this if you're a successful entrepreneur, everything I just said, but there's just a reminder <laughs> right. that you got to keep doing that. That's what we do to disrupt any form of poverty, to disrupt any form of limiting belief. So if you're yes. listening to this program right now, that's uh, Kenya Turner. I know she's speaking into the soul of somebody. And I just mm -hmm. want to drop this to the, uh, for the listeners. There's never a perfect time to get things started. Vince Lombardi said, perfection is not attainable, but if you chase perfection, you can surely catch excellence. The I best time it. to get started is now. There is a Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. The best time is now. Mm -hmm. All right? Do not let this pandemic hold you back. For as long as you're not sick, for as long as you're not on uh, your sick bed, this is the best time because we would hardly experience a time that will be as slow as this again. It might not come up. So this is the best time to start planning. Like what Kenyatta just said, she said, write down your goals. Clarity is paramount mm -hmm. because the brain is designed, the mind is designed to think so many things within a second. <laughs> so the earlier you start learning how to write down your goals, the better it will be for everybody. Yes. So please, all what we've been saying throughout this program are things you already know. 
but it is our job to remind you constantly to disrupt that limiting belief that is preventing you from achieving your goals. So do what is needed and take action. Absolutely. Thank you, Kenyatta, for that. Well said, John. <laughs> Thank you very much. So what do you think about this program? It's, you know, we're new though, but this is the way we intend to disrupt any form of limiting belief. So what I love you? it. I love it because you're having conversations that are, um, again, the people who are listening may have heard this before, but the reminder, we all need these reminders. Right. We all need to hear these, these timeless um, success principles right. from as many different sources as possible because, you know, not everyone resonates with everything or everyone, but we don't know who it can help and the person who needs to hear it in that moment because, right. you know, what do they say? The student, uh, the teacher appears when the student is ready. Right. So we have to continuously share these messages of empowerment and growth and positivity because otherwise, what else are we talking about? <laughs> you, right. know? So, right. you know, if we're not talking about this, we're probably talking about the opposite of this and that is not productive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I love, I love this show. I love what you're doing and um, I'm excited to be a part of it. So thank you for having me and, and reaching you. out. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. I hope when next I call you to get on the show, you would uh, be willing to come again. Absolutely. Anytime. Awesome. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you very much. And uh, to the listeners, please remember, nobody's going to help you achieve your dreams. It's you and you alone. So until we hear from you some other time, have a wonderful rest of your day.